the C word. Copyright Serenia Murthy, 2018. I have my long-awaited appointment with the specialist on Monday after school. It's been ages since I last had a stomach ache, so it ought to be a straightforward deal. It's downtown. I tried to convince Dad to let me go alone, but he insisted on accompanying me, probably to make sure I attend. When you're in college, you'll have to go to your appointments alone, was how he put it. November 5th, 2018. This was a strange day. Around fourth period, I'd received a text from Dad. Getting held up at work. Stevie said she'd take you. I rolled my eyes and texted back. I'm not a baby. I can go by myself. He just sent back a grin. Lousy emoticons. And and then, after school, Stevie called. Hey, Jay, Mr. Jackson needs me to cover for someone who didn't show. It's the first time I'm getting to do something important. Can you... Do what you need to do, I instructed. It was the first time I discerned some real enthusiasm in her voice when she talked about work. I'll be fine. Are you sure? She sounded hesitant. Because Dad said, Stevie, I'll be fine. I strove to keep the impatience out of my voice. I've stood in your way once already. She argued a little, but eventually she gave in. I took the bus downtown because Dad wouldn't have shelled out for parking. The appointment took an hour. I wasn't really feeling like myself when I came out. I wandered around for a while in kind of a daze. It wasn't until Allison texted, asking whether I was good with Chinese for dinner, that I realized I should probably be getting home. Mom and Dad were out of town. Stevie had gone to New Hampshire on assignment from Mr. Jackson. It was just Allison and me. She didn't notice anything, but she was on her phone most of the time. I wouldn't have told her alone anyway. November 7th, 2018. Today when I got home, everyone was there. They were all yakking away. I stood back and watched them, just sort of taking it all in. I'd seen the same scene more times than I could count, but it had a different quality today. Hey, Jason, Dad said when he caught sight of me. Did you get to your appointment okay? He shot Stevie a playfully stern look. Yeah, I said. Oh my God, Dad, he's not 12 anymore. Allison sprang to Stevie's defense. They squabbled. I watched them, feeling a little strange. I headed to the fridge to cover. So, how'd it go? Dad called over his shoulder. He had his hands full, literally. Allison and Stevie were giggling as they struggled to get free. I knelt down to get a bottle of water. I cleared my throat. Look, I don't know how to tell you guys this, so I'm just going to say it. I began. The doorbell rang. Ooh, hold that thought, honey. Mom hurried to the door. It was Mr. Jackson. There was a hasty consultation. Mr. Jackson, Mom, Dad, and Stevie proceeded to leave. Jason, can it wait? Mom called as an afterthought. We'll be back as soon as we can. That could mean hours. More days. But my test results weren't due for a week. Yeah, I said after a pause. It can wait. They left. I closed the fridge door and turned around to find that Allison had already gone upstairs. On Wednesday, when I got home from school, Mom's policy advisor was there along with the rest of the family. Mom prepared to introduce us, but I beat her to the punch. Hey, Miss Sandoval, I said, extending my hand. That's cat to you, she beamed, shaking it vigorously. She placed an arm around my shoulder. She's kind of a friendly, warm, outgoing type of person. Me and this guy go way back, she informed the surprised Madam Secretary. So not the way to suck up to your boss, cat, I deadpanned. 
Mom, of course, wanted to know how we knew each other. We go to the same church, Cat explained. If she had just declared that I had been crowned the new Vatican Pope, she could not have elicited a more astonished response. Yes, I go to church, she exclaimed, mistaking the reason behind my family's surprise. Is that so hard to believe? I have to set a good example for Desi. Desi is her 10-year-old daughter. She's in the choir, just like I used to be back in Westcott. Kat turned to me. Are you coming to the potluck this weekend? She asked. I can't wait to sink my teeth into one of those lemon squares. She rolled her eyes ceilingward in glee. I have a doctor's appointment, I said, before my family's heads could simultaneously implode. Oh, her face fell in disappointment. Well, next time, eh? She clapped my back and took her leave. I opened the fridge. Its cool air felt good against my hot face. I took my time extracting a water bottle as I wasn't all that eager to face my family. Church? Mom said in disbelief. Lemon squares? Stevie demanded as if this were the greater miracle. Homek, I grumbled from behind the fridge door. How come we've never tasted them? Stevie wanted to know. Jason, you go to church? Mom still sounded completely stunned. It really wasn't all that outlandish. Grandpa used to take me. Just recently, I mumbled, straightening up. I knew I'd have to close the fridge door soon or else Dad would start in on me for wasting electricity. How come? Mom, Mom sounded amused. I took a drink of water, closed the door, and leaned against it. I looked at my family. Because the doctor thinks I might have cancer, I replied. Pancreatic. This affected them in precisely the manner you might expect. Their faces changed, they all froze and stared at me. Our tableau gave the impression of being suspended midair. Look, I probably don't, I said. Now that the worst was over, I felt like I could approach them. They're just running some tests. I mean, there's no family history, not on Dad's side anyway. Not on my side either, Mom murmured. Stevie had her arms folded and her expression was tense and pensive. Dad's face looked like someone had carved it out of granite. You're fine, he said, trying to convince himself as much as me. I know, I assured him. I had reached Allison's chair by now. I hadn't been able to see her face, which was a considerable relief. She had her back to me, and I had only seen her frame go rigid when I said the C word. No, not that one, the other one. I placed my hand on her shoulder, and she reached up and held it, still not turning around. Dad cleared his throat. We all looked at him. When do you get the results? He asked. In a week, I said. I have a follow-up appointment, so I'll be going in either way. When exactly? Dad was insistent. Sunday, 3 p.m. We'll all be there, Dad commanded, and no one argued. Stevie tapped at her phone. I put it on the Google calendar, she said. We all looked at each other. You're fine, Dad reminded me. Yeah, I agreed. Allison said nothing. As I roamed about the house for the rest of that day and week, bits and pieces of conversation floated into my ears. Alexander and Stevie in the living room. Stevie's voice sounded all foggy and stressed. I know we said we'd get married, but if something happens, sniff, I have to be here for my parents, sob. And I'm sorry it impacts you too, but I can't just, I mean, if they need me, hey... Alex had her by the shoulders and she was full-on crying into his shirt now. You think this is foreign territory to me? He shook her gently. 
My sister had cancer. He placed an arm around Stevie's neck, holding her close to him. If it wasn't for your dad, now he sounded choked up, she wouldn't be here. Stevie made a funny sort of sound in her throat. Yeah, this guy was definitely a keeper. Mom was pacing the floor at 11 p.m. I assumed she was on with some dignitary, but a few key phrases clued me into the fact that she was actually talking to family. Well, I know I should have asked you this before, but are there any family diseases I should know about? I mean, you're the resident doctor in the house. Who's sick? Uncle Will cut her off grimly. No one, Mom sounded appalled. Which one? Uncle Will persisted. We're still waiting on the diagnosis. I'm probably making you worry for nothing. Elizabeth, I am running out of patience, Uncle Will snapped. Is it Stevie, Allison, or Jason? Jason. I heard a sharp intake of breath. All right, Uncle Will sounded like he was attempting to steady himself. All right, we can handle this. What? He cleared his throat. What are we talking here? Mom told him. No, there's no history of that, he said immediately, and she sank into a chair with relief. I hated to burst her bubble, so I refrained. The truth is, Uncle Will's revelation did nothing to offer me much comfort. I've always been something of a trailblazer. I guess it didn't offer Mom much comfort either, because I heard the following snippet of dialogue as I passed the master bedroom. Don't seem so privileged now, do they? she asked. Not so much, no, Dad replied. But it was Allison who had the last word. I came downstairs at 1 a.m. and found her and Mom in the kitchen. Honey, are you all right? Mom was asking in a voice full of tender concern. Yes. No. I don't know. There was a whooshing sound and Allison was suddenly in Mom's arms. I could tell when, because when she spoke again, her voice was muffled by fabric. I don't want this, Mommy, she whispered. Can't you make it go away? When I started this journal, I wanted to retire at 30, rich and famous, on my own terms, I mean, not because of mom. But when I really think about it, as I am being compelled to do now, these are the things I really want. I want to graduate high school and show everybody whoever said I was a slacker, not even accepting my old man. I want to get, I want to graduate college, see above. I want to get married. Maybe to Emma, maybe to someone else. But the point is, I want to see for myself what it's like to have the kind of relationship mom and dad have. I want to hear my kids scream, Aunt Allie, Aunt Stevie, the way we used to scream, Uncle Will, before falling into a tangled heap at the foot of our staircase. I want to comfort and be comforted by my sisters when the time comes, just like dad and his siblings, except for all the bitter fighting. I want to hear my son say grandpa just the way I used to say it. I want to say farewell to my parents instead of having them say it to me. I want all those things.